sports talk that's so legit, it smells like beer and chicken wings. I mean, can't you smell it? I'm smelling barbecue, too. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. As promised, joining me now, the head coach of Louisiana Region Cajun Football, Coach Michael Desimo, on the line with us, taking some time as uh, he had been very, very busy with fall camp. Kickoff is two weeks from this Saturday. A uh, wrap camp, um, I think the end of this weekend. First off, Coach, good morning. How is How is camp going thus far for you guys? Good morning, Scott. Oh man, it's it's been good. You know, uh, always kind of cramming in a lot, a lot of work in a, a short amount of time. You know, but that's just kind of the nature of it. But uh, it's been really good. Um, a lot of really competitive, uh, you know, competitive days, competitive periods with the guys going back and forth. You know, offense and defense, and you know, um, good on good type of practices. So it's uh, you know that's the best that's the best that you can that you can do to prepare them. So it's been really good. What's the hardest thing to mimic, you know, in in a fall camp compared to the regular season? Because you want to kind of start getting them into a routine, but at the same time, there's a development process before you, you know, do game week preparation. So, what is the coach do you feel is is the most difficult thing that you can't quite get a, a clear picture on? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think it really kind of, I don't think it imitates an in season schedule really all that much, you know. Uh, just because there's there's no other distractions, you know, it's it's football, it's only football. There's no school, there's no class, there's no anything else. I mean, um, I mean, we have them up here all day. You know, whenever you start getting in the season, um, it's easy to me right now to keep them focused. Obviously, they get you know physical fatigue is real right now, but the the focus part's a little bit easier just because you have them here all the time. There's not all the other things going on. Um, so it's kind of you almost have your bubble, if you will. You know, right now during fall camp or in the season, you know, I mean, that's when you know real life is going on too, right? You know, they've got they've got classes, they've got, I mean, you know, girlfriends, family stuff going on. You know, I mean, there's just always something. So in the season, it's a little harder to, you know, to uh, to get them to zone in sometimes, and you got to try to make sure that you know they can walk on walk in the building and kind of leave everything else behind. Right now, that's a little bit easier just because this is all they're doing right now. What th- this isn't so much a camp question as a football question, but I'm I'm going somewhere with it. When when somebody uses the term, man, that's just a football guy. What do you? I mean, it's it's very much a cliche. I hear it a lot. What what does that mean to you, man? That guy's just a football guy. Well, you know, I mean, you would think that everybody loves it. Um, you know, I mean, just just the way the sports played. You know, I mean, it's it's a a tough sport physically mentally all those things but not everybody loves it you know the football guys are guys that you know you're never you're never asking for them to be up here you know they're always up here they're doing more they're they're putting in more time than they have to you know they love to practice they're the ones that the preparation part of it's just as fun for them as it is to go out there and play the game um you know and that it's kind of it's rare you know i mean Saturday nights are great, right? You know, the lights are on. Everybody loves that. That's easy. You know, you hear guys all the time talk about how they how they miss football. Most of them, you know, when they're done playing, miss <laughs> miss the game day. You know, practice 
practice is a whole nother deal. And uh, I think the kids that the guys that really love to practice and they love every part of it, that's football guys. Uh, you know, um, and I think that's, that's, that's the ones that when you got a bunch of guys that are really football guys that love it, that love every part of the process, it's not just about the outcomes. Um, you know, you, you got something special for sure. Ideally as a coach, that's what you want a team full of football guys. And, sure. um, you know, I know that you guys had a scrimmage Saturday and, there's still more work to be done before you, you, you finish up camp. But uh, the question you're asked about all the time, and it's obligatory, I got to do it, but the, the the battle for the starting quarterback job, has anybody taken an edge in here? Is this something that really is just going to go all the way down to the wire for you? I know you said you want to announce it early next week, maybe not publicly, but at least for your team is is this a situation that um, maybe is keeping you up a little bit at night, Coach? Um, you know, I mean, it, it's a situation that I know is very important, but um, you know, I mean, it, it's something that that it's you can't run a two quarterback system. You know, I, I don't believe that you can have a true that the position's just different. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's something that certainly we've put a lot of thought into. And I've certainly kind of you know have spent a lot of time kind of you know trying to weigh out all the all the pros and cons of each guy for our team and the way they lead uh, but ultimately you let their body of work do the do the talking and um you know to me it's not just about um you know what's happened in the last couple of days i mean it's about you know it's spring summer the leadership aspect of it there's a whole lot of things that go into it so um you know by by the end of this you know by the end of this weekend you know kind of getting ready for next week we'll We'll make that decision, um, you know, for our team, and we'll we'll let everybody know kind of who needs to know, and we'll make sure that, you know, we do it the right way because both of those guys, um, you know, I have a ton of respect for, um, and I truly believe and I know that both of those guys could play winning football for us. So that's kind of that's one of the things that makes it hard too. You know, it's a lot easier if uh, if you said, well, I mean, this guy's just not ready. You know, it's a much easier decision. It's just. You know, right now you're trying to pick between who you think gives you the best chance to win, who you think can, you know, put your team in better position to do it. Um, and that's a good luxury to have for our team. You have direct insight into it because you yourself play quarterback. You were involved in quarterback competitions when you were at UL. And my question is, when when the decision is made, is is the competition over? For the starting job or is you I mean you want to have a solidified starter not a two quarterback system but everyone's always in some ways playing for their job and as you know by nature of that position it's not like you know D-line where you're rotating guys in and out so how do you have that balance of look you're always competing for your starting job but this is our starter I, I hope that question made sense yeah no it does um yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's like the old, you know, saying people, you know, everything's for sale, right? I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, it's your job can always be can be lost, you know, even just because it's yours doesn't mean that that's the way it stays. Um, and, you know, with, with that being said, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think that you've got to go out there and perform, you know, it's not just about winning the job, right? It's about keeping the job and it's about proving to your team that, it was yours and you deserved it and that you can go out there and you can go play well and go win games for them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, that's always the case, you know, I mean, you know, shoot, I've been, I've been pulled out of games. I've been the backup and been put in the game because the starter didn't play well. I mean, it happens like that sometimes. I mean, you know, you 
see it multiple times, you know, throughout, you know, throughout football history, right? You know, guy's a starter, plays bad, the backup goes in, loses his job, never comes back. I mean, that's, you know, those, those things happen. So, you know, I think the the thing is, is that I feel the quarterback room has a bunch of guys in there that are very talented that I think in the long run, I think this you're going to see competition year in and year out for who the starting quarterback job is because, you know, it's not just Ben and Chandler, right? You know, man, we've talked about, you know, Lance. We've talked about Zeon for sure. You know, Zion McDonald, I think, has been great this fall camp. Um, you know, and Hunter Herring, whenever he, whenever he's healthy, he's shown that he can really, you know, he can he can be a force, you know, too. So um, it's a group that you feel really good about. And like I said, I mean, you know, the guy that, that wins his job will have us in, in a good spot to go out there and go, go compete the way we want to compete this fall. You mentioned the other quarterbacks, and um, I think I asked you at the start of camp, right, that that battle for third on the depth chart is kind of wide open, and I'm sure it still is. I, I just want to focus on maybe some of those guys you just mentioned. Potentially, could they could they get in the field a different way? I know when you play, Coach, you know, your freshman year, um, or it might have been your sophomore year, I don't remember, but you, you conducted the fake punt in that huge road win at Houston. You know, you were playing special teams. You were getting on the field. Is a guy like Lance Lejeune, or, or you mentioned Chris or McDonald, could any of these other guys maybe see the field this year, but not necessarily at quarterback? You know, I mean, possibly. Um, you know, I think Lance is is pro- Lance is the most dynamic athlete in the room. Um, you know, now we've never even had the conversation with him because you know he is a quarterback, and that's really what he wants to play. Um, you know, as this thing kind of shakes out, you know, and if, if there's not a, if there's not a role at quarterback for him, um, then, you know, that conversation will be brought up, you know, but obviously that'd be something he'd have to want to do. You know I mean? Whenever I was playing, I wanted to play other positions. You know, I wanted to play anything I could to get on the field. I did not care what it was. Um, you know, and, and, and you'd have to, you know, certainly he would have to be willing and want to do that. Um, you know, Zion. I, I would not burn a red shirt on uh, on Zion um, just to have him on the field in some other roles. Now, in the future, I mean, you know, if he doesn't win it next year, right? You know, whenever he's a red shirt freshman, well, then you know, maybe so. Um, you know, and Zai, I think Zai is, Zai is a quarterback. Um, you know, I mean, I think he's athletic enough where he could do some of that stuff, but um, he's not as dynamic, you know, as a guy like like Lance or Zion is um, athletically. Um, so. You know, I mean, I, I don't know kind of how that's going to shake out in the end, um, but I would certainly be open to it. I mean, like I said, particularly with a guy like Lance that, you know, he's played a little He's played some college football. You know, he's gotten in some games. You know, he doesn't have a red shirt left, and he's a guy that athletically, you know, he, he's he's a little different, man. He's, you know, he's got some, some serious uh, traits about him that are hard to find. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Head coach Michael Desimo of Louisiana's Raging Cajuns, our guest right now. Um, season is right around the corner. Two weeks from Saturday, they'll kick off a Cajun field against Southeastern. They'll wrap up camp at the end of this week and then start game preparations. And, you know, um, when it comes to depth charts, coach, I know um, a lot of us focus, you know, in the media might focus on who's listed as a starter, but I know coaches like to use the or. OR on the depth chart, right? A lot of times it's not necessarily a, a single guy. And 
when I've looked at the the running back depth chart at UL over the last several years, there's been oars, and it made sense, right? You had some some great players, some guys that are on NFL rosters right now, as you and I speak, and it seems from the outside looking in that Chris Smith is atop the depth chart. Behind him mm-hmm. right now, is it is it or or is there a guy that's that's really standing out to you in camp and maybe solidifying themselves as potentially potentially number two here? Um, no, I, I would say it's or behind him, Chris. Um, you know, I mean, <clears throat> we've talked about about those guys. You know, I mean, and really, they've kind of done you know, what's expected. They've really kind of, you know, they've, it's been exciting to watch because they've competed really well. Um, you know, Kabodi, I think has, Kabodi has really stepped up and really done a, a really good job. Um, you know, he's the guy that's probably come the furthest, you know, from where he was to where he is now. Um, Terrence Williams, I think has been the most consistent and you've seen I've seen just a lot of growth in him and his confidence and the way he's running the ball and the way he's pressing and making his cuts. And, um, you know, he's been the most consistent probably the entire fall camp. And then, you know, Draylon Washington, I think has got just tremendous potential. Um, you know, just the build that he has, the, the long speed that he's got, you know, I mean, the burst, um, he's come on a lot more, you know, he's come on stronger recently. So it took him, he started a little bit slower than the other two guys, but he's, uh, he, he's kind of hit the corner here a little bit and he's, he's done a really good job for us at the back into camp. Have you guys been healthy for the most part in camp coach? Have there been any unfortunate setbacks? It's just, I guess, life and football, something you always got to deal with. Um, you know, yeah, we've got a, you know, I mean, you got a few, right? Like you've got, you know, like Peter LeBlanc and Trey Amos, Casey Osai, um, you know, those guys have, I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing that's, that's season ending or, you know, it's just, it's the nagging. It's just kind of the, the frustrating injuries that a hamstring or a groin or a quad or whatever the case may be. That's, you know, you know, how long are you out? You know, is it, you know, is it, day to day is it a week is it two you know is it three sometimes you know when they're bad so we've had a few of those i mean we've been very very fortunate um you know nothing significant um as far as season ending um so you know we and we're you still managing some guys that that are coming that that are coming out of spring ball right that had surgeries or that you know that are coming back that you know they're cleared right you know quote unquote and they're they're supposed to be full go but I mean, the reality of it is, you know, it, you're, it takes sometimes it takes just a little while to really get back to where you want to be. So you're trying to manage rep counts with some guys like, you know, guy like Rubio, David Hudson, right? They got some some miles on the tires. You, you're trying to manage their rep count a little bit. You know, we've talked about Zion quite a bit in, in that role, and something that we have done and certainly will continue to manage. So, um, you know, nothing really serious. You know, knock on wood, but uh, you know, we're uh, you know certainly like everybody else, you know, you got some guys that are in and out, you know, every day. It's just kind of the nature of it a little bit. Yep. No doubt about it. Um, Zion Hill green, you know, you've talked about Zion a lot and in the past, maybe he was overused because as good as he is, you know, there was some reps in there and he's playing through it. And so that's something you've, you've noted a number of times you guys want to keep an eye on this year. Um, in terms of challenges as a coach, and I know you have depth on the D-line coach, but Zion's a special player. Where, mm-hmm. how, how challenging is it to have a guy 
that's that talented and and really not just say, all right, we got it, you know, we gotta gotta take it easy. You know, we can't we can't play him every single snap, but actually follow through with it. I mean, if it's a, if it's a tough part in the game, you want him out there. Where does that one rank in terms of of challenges as a head coach to? intentionally limit a player for good reason, right? But intentionally limit a really good player in terms of their reps and their snaps on game day. Well, you have to start with the ending in mind. Um, You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's always, uh, it's always challenging to do that, right? Because, you know, you want to have the best guys out there all the time, but, you know, the thing that you got to constantly tell yourself is, I mean, are we better having him for the duration of the year with even half as many snaps as we would be for having him, you know, just for half of the year where he's playing, you know, double the snaps. Well, you take him the long run the whole way through because he is a significant game. I mean, he's a game changer, right? And he's a significant player that impacts the game when he's in there. Well, we've got good young players that they need to play too. So you stunt, you do two things. You stunt their development through the first half of the year when you don't play them. And then the second thing is that when your guy, is, let's say it, it happens, right, you over, you know, he plays too many snaps, whatever the case is, he gets hurt. Sometimes that's just the nature of it. It's not necessarily anyone's fault. But the guy that you haven't played all year that you refuse to play because you just wanted to have the comfort level of having, you know, a guy like Zion in there, they're not ready. So, you know, it, it's a twofold problem. It's really magnified because, you know, you lose the guy that you've invested all these reps in. You lose the guy that you, you know, really kind of counted on throughout this whole thing. And then you don't have anybody ready to fill a spot because you didn't allow them to develop. So, um, you know, we've done this on offense for years, you know, where we we played, you know, maybe 8-0 linemen, right? That you say, why the heck would you take, you know, Robert Hunt out of the game? Well, because it's for, you know, Ken Marks to be able to play, right? That needs to play that ends up being a great a really good player for us as well so um it's part of it you know and i think for us our philosophy i mean is just that you know we're better off playing some of these young guys and developing them and growing them and playing zion in spots and managing his reps throughout the game where that way you know what scott i mean you're right if you get in the fourth quarter it's like well you know well this isn't really zion series well guess what if we manage them properly throughout the whole game you don't feel bad about him taking an extra five to six snaps because that doesn't put him at 80 to 85. It puts him at maybe, you know, 40 to 45, you know, and I think that's something that uh, you just, you just got to start with the end in mind. You got to, you got to have a plan and you got to stick to it. Not be a prisoner of the moment. And I guess that's easier said than done. I guess it's not as difficult say in practice, but man, on game day, you know, it's 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 got to be tough at times. But to your point, you're there in the fourth quarter. If you've done it right, okay, now we can leave them in there. Um, I want to I want to ask you about another defensive guy before we let you go, Coach. I I think Andre Jones. I'm I feel like he's going to have a big season. Uh, and talking to him, um, just watching him over the years, I've seen a guy that's put in a lot of time. And you know, mm-hmm. I, obviously, you want a player that when they come in as a freshman. You know, he played. A, he played his freshman year. I think he played nine or ten games as a reserve. But you you want to see a guy that okay, they're playing early, but you know they're they're young, right? They're 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 a teenager. By the time they get to that senior year, really have have put it all together. And I know he was he was third team all Sun Belt last year, 
but he feels to me like a guy that I, I could be wrong here. That's ready to just take a major step his senior year. Where, how far you've been there the whole time, Coach Desimo? Where is Andre now compared to when he stepped foot on campus in 2017? And what's been the biggest key to that that growth? God, he, he's not even the same guy um, that he was when he got here as a freshman. He and I talk about it a lot. Um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that he learned, you know, obviously it's easy to say maturity, which everyone, you know, should mature over time, and he certainly has. But, you know, I think he, he's learned some humility, Um from the time he got here, you know, uh, when he got here, you know, he, he did be the first to tell you he was always a little bit loud. You know, he was always kind of telling you about how good he was and what he was going to do and how he was going to do it. And, um, you know, that's kind of how he came into it. And, you know, he had a lot of people that, you know, whether it be position coaches, leaders in his group that, you know, really helped him. And, you know, his father is a great example to him. Um, you know, he kind of figured out throughout time, like, hey, man, if I just if I just do the work, I don't have to say a word. If I just show up and I just work every day, um, the results are going to going to speak for the going to speak for me. I don't have to say a word. And you know, Andre is one of those guys. You saw he got here at you know six five, two hundred pounds out of high school, and now he's you know six five, you know maybe a little bit more, and he's over two sixty, and he's created himself into such a good player. You know, he he really he truly has he. He just he did the work every day that he would come in here and I mean you just go go watch him practice. I mean, the guy practices with an elite intensity level. Like elite. He does I mean, he runs to the ball, he doesn't take a playoff. I mean, he is constantly communicating. He's his energy level is off the charts and it doesn't matter how many reps he takes, he's it's the same way. Um you know, the guy, you know, I mean, we've got so many kids here that, that stories are like that, but Andre is one of the best. I mean Comes from a small town, little bitty school, you know, Varnado, Louisiana. He claims Bogalusa. I tell him all the time That's he right. needs to stop doing that. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, nobody knows where Varnado is. And, I mean, that's where he came from and um, came in here. And, I mean, like I said, he just – he's been coachable, you know. and he, But he had to figure it out, you know. It wasn't easy for him just to assimilate into that and just to kind of jump in and go and um, – I don't know, man. You just you're you're proud to see the progress he's made, and and you know, Scott, I certainly expect him to have a huge year for us, and and uh, you know, continue to build off the success that he's had really the last couple of years. We're talking about being a football guy, you know. It sounds like one of those stories. Young man comes in, they like football, they like playing football, but maybe don't realize they're not a football guy yet. And then when they start embracing all of the things that come with preparing for that game under the lights and. He just seems like a guy that's really put it together, and I'm anxious to see him out on the field this year. Coach, I'm going to let you run. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time, as always. Good luck with the rest of fall camp, and I look forward to catching up with you down the line. All right, Scott. Thank you, man. You got it. That is the head coach for Louisiana's Ragin' Cajuns, Michael Desimo.